when we're in celebration, guess what? We're in attraction, we're in manifestation, we're in happiness, we're in joy, we're in harmony. Um, so anyway, you can get out of disappointment into celebration. You are doing yourself a favor. Welcome, welcome to P.S. I Love Me, the podcast. I am your host, Gina Swire, international self-love expert, coach, author, and manifesting queen. And I am on a mission to help a billion women fall madly in love with themselves and get everything they want in their life. And that, my friend, includes you. This podcast is for down-to-earth women who love spirituality, manifesting, and laughing at life's challenges. And remember, with self-love, anything is possible. In this podcast, in this solo cast, in (laughs) one year of P.S. I Love Me, my baby podcast is birthday celebration episode. So if you have been listening, if you've binge listened the whole lot, then I'm sending you a large slice of cake right now. If you have dipped in and out, I am sending you a flipping celebratory cacao. And if you're brand new and you're just tuning into this episode, then welcome. I'm Gina Swire. I'm a self-love author, expert, manifesting queen on a mission. And yeah, I've been doing a podcast for a whole flipping year, which has been honestly the most fun, easy, joyful, and yeah, educational thing, not just for you, but definitely for me. I've had so many cool guests. I've really enjoyed it. I've really consumed so much new information that I wouldn't normally consume. And yeah, I'm just really, really, really grateful that I get to have these conversations and these, you know, I love reading your feedback. I love hearing from you all. And yeah, I'm just really pleased and proud of this podcast and the amount of views we've had, which I should have looked up before we, before I went online on air, but I didn't. So um, maybe we'll pop that in the show notes, but we have had thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of downloads over the past year, some episodes more than others. And it's just fascinating to see what you lot riff off and what you love and what you respond to. So yeah, if there's anything that you want me to discuss further, if I ever say anything that's triggering or exciting, or you would love to know more about, then do please please, please, please don't just keep that to yourself and withhold it. I would love to hear more from you. So thank you so much for being here. And because I turned 37 a few weeks ago, I've literally had like a two month long birthday. It's just been amazing. Um, And I did promise a podcast about 37 things that I have learned this year. So This podcast may be 37 things or it may not be because 37 things with the amount of stories and things that I have to share with you right now that are so exciting might go over the edge and we could be here for four hours. So we'll see how we go, but let's dive in. Okay, so the first point, I actually wrote these on my birthday and it was going to become an Instagram post, but it was just so long. And I was having so much fun and I just couldn't calibrate to a post. So I was like, I'm going to make a podcast. And four weeks later, here I am. So the first point is that if you let it, everything leads to fun. This is something I learned at Burning Man, because when you're driving around at Burning Man on your bike, you've no idea which way is up, which way is your ass from your elbow. Lovely phrase there. You've basically got no idea where you're going. You're full of dust and all the art is moving or you think you get your bearings and then they burn it down and you're trying to find it and you're like, wait, that should be here and it's not. So basically you have to surrender and you 
get to realize really quickly that you can't go the wrong way at Burning Man because even if you miss your plans and you miss your friends, you will end up somewhere else that is absolutely bonkers and you'll end up on a bonkers time doing a bonkers thing with a bonkers person and it will all be bonkers. So basically this is life and no matter what state states I have been in over the last 12 months, even at the lowest point of my life, which was if you've been watching my podcast, then you will know last year I had a terrible time. Absolutely horrific. Um, and you know what? It all led to fun. So the first code is everything leads to fun if you let it. Okay. The second one is I can't get it wrong. Even when things appear to be wrong, they're actually right or they're about to be right. Um, so yeah, like how many times and, you know, I've just been away this weekend in London and a couple of times I heard people say, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. I did this stupid thing. And I always think, well, firstly, hashtag self-love, don't be so freaking harsh on yourself. Um, would you say that to your best friend or your sister or your mom or anyone or your child? No, probably not, but you are saying it to yourself. So you need to uh, adjust or you get to adjust. And secondly, then when I just sit and listen to what happens or I watch what plays out, generally then it's like, oh, actually, no, you know, if I had have actually done that thing I thought I was so stupid for not doing, then I wouldn't have been able to do this. You know, so how many times in our life do we think we're doing it wrong or we're getting it wrong? And when we look back in hindsight, it's actually a good thing. And even if it wasn't a good thing, we learn a good thing from it. So you can't get it wrong. Even when things appear to be wrong, they're actually about to be exactly right. So, yeah, where in your life is that showing up? That was a big one for me. Number three is travel, culture, shifting energy zones, different foods, climates, um, all of this breathes life into me, Um, but not too fast, otherwise it drains me. So what I mean by this is that if I am just in one place all year, it drains me because my soul, my adventurous soul loves to adventure. And I love to be in different contrasting nature or, you know, I was in snow in Tahoe and then I was in the beach in um, Tulum and then I was in the mountains in Peru and then I was back at the beach in Costa Rica and then I was in temples and cities in Egypt. And that for me really, really fuels me. And I know everyone is different. So interested to hear how you go on that. Um, but at the same time, if it's too fast and I'm moving around like every day or a couple of days or a couple of weeks, then it's draining again. So for me, there's like a happy medium of how much contrast that I need to thrive. And more than that tips me over the edge. Number four is um, being in one area of the, it kind of follows on from three, being in one area of the world for too long impacts me no matter how awesome it is. So last year, and to be fair, there was a lot of points to this. So last year, I came back from Bali in April with Vincent, my ex, and we were in England all summer. And to be fair, that was pretty good. It was heat wave. We were staying in a mansion and looking after a puppy in London and watching sex lives and having sex five times a day. And just, yeah, it was great. And then um, things got a bit weird. And actually, I don't think I've shared this on my podcast yet. Or maybe I have. Don't think I have. So a couple of episodes back, I talked about how, uh, well, I talked very, very much about getting COVID and having a breakup and being really dark and just really struggling. And then more recently, I I talked more about how um, I actually think I had a dark entity And when I spoke about this in a podcast, about 100 people, mostly women, came back and said, oh, my gosh, me too. 
that's what happened to me. I was having all these thoughts. I was thinking of killing myself. I was thinking everyone was against me. And I knew these thoughts were not me. And that's how I felt as well. So I realized that I had a dark entity attached to me. Since then, and since sitting with the medicine and all these different things, I actually realized I was told and shown where exactly I got that entity from. And so, again, trying to think if I shared this on my podcast, but last summer when I was in London, I went to a friend's party in, um, it was actually in Piccadilly. I actually walked past the place this weekend where it was. It was at the W Hotel. It was an amazing party, all old friends, all people who live very consciously. Um, but that particular party was really the first event that had gone on after all the COVID things. And I was just ready to blow the cobwebs off. And boy, did we do that. So everyone that was there, um, well, not everyone, but a lot of people used to do all the partying, all the staying out all weekend, all the things, all the recreational things, and now don't really. But this one time, everyone was like, let's fucking go. So I just unleashed, I drank champagne from 6 p.m. till 6 in the morning or something like that. I um, I did all the other things, all the things, and I also had a threesome. <laughs> so that was a vibe. It was super fun. It was very empowered and uh, had a great time. Anyway, since then, plant medicine and a few other things have, have shown me that that was the day when I actually got a dark entity attached to me. And after that day, two for two weeks after, I just ate white sugary food. I didn't, I just ate pizza and pasta and crappy carbs and stuff that I don't even normally want. Um, and then after two weeks, I then got COVID and I got it really bad. And then I had a breakup and then I was having all this paranoia and weird stuff. And I basically didn't shake it until the end of December when I realized I had a dark entity and I did an entity removal process, removed it. Then I started to feel better. And yeah, so I was shown that. And um, so coming back to my point, I was in England for an awfully long time for me from April all through the winter, which is not personally, not that I have anything against England. I am in England right now. I've just had a fabulous weekend in London. I am here for it, loving it, receiving it. Love my roots, love my hometown, love my family, love my anchor. I'm so grateful of it. And, and personally, I do believe that there are better places to live for some parts of the year. That's my personal opinion. And that's based on the fact that we have very low levels of sunshine. It's been blisteringly gorgeous day today, but in the winter, in the autumn, in the spring, we have very low levels of sunshine, which personally, as soon as we're in the sun, people tend to thrive. I tend to thrive. And as well, the darkness in the winter, the, you know, the short days and all of that. And also the vibration, because there is so many places with conscious communities who live like a wholesome, consciously aware, consciously awake, different way of living that is is available in England, but it's harder to find. There it is, there's pockets of it, it's definitely growing. Um, and the difference between surrounding myself with those kind of people who are massively on the path, they expand me. And the, then being like in my hometown where I'm the expander, like everyone I meet is like, I want to hang out with you because you're fucking cool. And how can I learn off you? And I love that. I love being a teacher. I love being an expander, all of that. And I need to be expanded by nature, by friends, by events. And there isn't a lot of those events. Again, blanket statement, there is some, especially if I put them on, but there's not as many. So in my 
experience as soon as I go somewhere else where the sunshine, conscious community, great events, next level organic food, jumping in the sea every day, I thrive. And yeah, I'm not prepared to put myself in a situation where it is 10 times harder, not even 10 times, 10 hundred million times harder to survive again. So that was a huge thing that I committed to, um, which it was kind of obviously out of our control last year a bit. But yeah, so being in one area of the world for too long impacts me no matter how awesome it is. And that is also being in Bali, for example. You all know Bali is my baby. I've lived there for seven years on and off. And one year I stayed for an entire year. And even that, even that became too much you know it became draining so it's not necessarily about the place but for me it's about contrast okay the next point is um things may not turn out as I was manifesting yet goddess has a plan for me and it is coming in hot so pretty much there I'm relating to well I'm talking about my past relationship you know really thought I'd cracked it really wanted that to happen and was in fully in that and yeah turns out it didn't work out in a pretty dramatic way and yeah like there's definitely been a part of me this year which my heart has been closed and I thought I got it wrong or you know how could someone meet like there were so many great points to that relationship a lot of it was sexual just saying and um you know how could someone come in and even though in my conscious mind I know I can have it all I can have it all I can have it all but there was something in my subconscious that was saying wow I don't think I've ever been as unconditionally loved as I was by my ex And could I even possibly have that again? Um, So, yeah, it was nice to observe that and know that that's not the truth and see it and release it. And, um, yeah, like I want to remind you, if you're listening to this, that God, goddess, universe, future self, whoever you pray to, um, has a plan for you. And at times it can be like uh, wait am I being left out like you know I have all these amazing desires and I've had them for a while and I thought I was getting it and now I'm not and now I'm kind of in a worse position than before and it can feel a little bit like you know you've been forgotten or you've been left out or it happens for other people and not for you or yeah, it can feel really tender and really like alone or even a bit like embarrassing, you know, especially, well, for me, because I speak about things so publicly and I can't help but tell everyone all my secrets. I do have a few, but I do tell a lot of my secrets and yeah. And then it can feel even more of an epic fail when it's like, nope, that thing you were really happy about is a now a no. And you're like, God damn it. Um, Yeah, but reminding myself that God really does have a plan for me. And oh boy, does he have a plan or she have a plan for me? And that plan is commencing. Ah! Okay. Um, This is so cute because I actually wrote this like a month ago. Um, So cute. Oh my God. My future husband is going to be the best thing that ever happened to me. And I'm going to be the best thing that ever happened to him until our baby girl is born. Oh my God. That is so cute. I was obviously feeling very bold when I was going to put this on my Instagram. So um, yeah, I want to just like briefly tell you about... um, uh, okay, 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 go on then, I'll just tell you. Don't tell anyone I told you. So um, a few podcasts ago, I interviewed uh, Shaft, who is freaking amazing. And um, 
yeah, so we ended up, you know, we were in Tulum together. We did a podcast together and um, salt of the earth, human, like freaking awesome. Love that guy so much. And um, for my birthday, he gifted me a really powerful sex magic ritual. And I'm not fully going to go into this right now, but let's just say I've been practicing sex magic for years and years and years. Sex magic for me anyway, is basically using the power of pleasure, the power of orgasm to manifest whatever you're manifesting a million times faster. So what that used to look like for me is um, at the point of orgasm, either with myself or with my then partner or whoever partner I was with, which is not very many, to be honest, um, I would kind of shout out my manifestations at the point of orgasm, which was really fun and, yeah, really potent. But anyway, um, I've now learned a brand new way of doing sex magic which is a whole process. And if you are coming to my Greece retreat in the middle of July, which there is a couple of spaces left for, you will be doing a full length sex magic ritual. So just to, just to kind of give you a teeny bit of insight, doing a sex magic ritual does not mean you have to have sex with someone. <laughs> um, but it's based on pleasure and manifestation and this step-by-step process. And I've edited that and readjusted it to become one of the big things that we will do in Greece. And I want to tell you that I did this and absolutely next level things have happened since that's all I'm going to say so yeah my future husband is going to be the best thing that ever happened to me and I'm going to be the best thing that ever happened to him so that was basically the phrase that came through in the sex magic and um yeah okay I'm just going to leave that a little bit cryptic um yeah thank you for honoring my cryptic boundaries (laughs) Um, okay. So a few podcasts ago, I did a whole thing about the rejection portal that I was in. And so it was called rejection protection. This is a big topic. Um, even last week in my 12 step self-love transformation, um, live call, which by the way, just saying, um, you can actually join 12 step self-love transformation now, um, we're slightly shifting it. So if you're interested in joining, instead of having big enrollments a few times a year, we're now shifting it into a new way. So if you are interested in joining 12-step self-love transformation, if you're a woman and you've not taken 12-step self-love transformation, then you are not at all in your tr- your highest potential. Absolutely. That course Even like friends of mine who've been in this work for 10 freaking years and been teaching it, when they take that course, they discover more things about themselves. And every single woman is like, what the fuck? (laughs) And so imagine if you're new to all this, it is such a fast track. Anyway, that's all I'll say about that. So anyway, last week in the call, we were talking about um, rejection and yeah, I made a whole podcast about how I was like, I'm in a rejection portal and everything I'm doing and being rejected by men. So now I'm not in that. And let's just say, oh, 2222 right now. Let's just say my magnet is officially, officially turned on. And um, yeah, it was very evident this weekend in London when everywhere I went (laughs) like I think I was asked my number like five or six times in two days I we had champagne sent over to tables we had uh, bills taken care of we had people asking for my Instagram so they can connect with you know men asking for my Instagram we had a man we had two men chasing me and my mum in Selfridges um who we'd kind of seen earlier in the day and they 
made it obvious that they were interested and then they basically followed us and found us on a different level and then asked my number and it wasn't a match but you know everywhere 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 and what I want to say about this I'm not just shamelessly plugging that my magnets on although I am as well uh, because I'm really happy about it and that's my natural state but why I'm talking about this is because now when I look back in hindsight Firstly, that wasn't men rejecting me. (laughs) That was me rejecting them before they had chance to reject me on any level. So men were coming into my field still. I was still meeting great men and they were attracted to me. And then in my little warped mind, nothing was coming to fruition every you know that that man would just be leaving the next day or something would come up or something weird would happen and it wasn't a match and just like it was essentially me being (laughs) I was so disappointed with men before they even had chance to not disappoint me that I was energetically rejecting them before they had any chance to reject me And now when I look back, this is really obvious because I had a relationship, it hadn't worked out. And even though consciously I was like, maybe I do want to date people. My subconscious was like, no, this is a bad idea. No, no, do not do it. This is not good. Let's stay Netflix and chill. Like, stop it. This is scary. We're not doing it. No, no, you might die. No. And that's what my energy was saying. So, um, yeah, I also want to add to this that when I was in Egypt, so this entity thing has been really alive. And obviously, just told you about the entity thing last year. And when I was in Peru, I was given a new piece of technology from the medicine, which probably makes no sense unless you've had medicine, which is about removing entities from people. So I'm now doing this, <laughs> which is not part of my life path, but it's here. So basically, when I'm speaking to somebody, if they have an entity, I can hear the entity talking through them. And it's a little bit like, a six sense or an eight sense or a flipping 56 cents that I have now. And it's to give you some context, it's almost like imagine someone foreign was trying to impersonate your best friend and they were almost spot on. But because you know them, you can just hear that it it's someone impersonating them, but it's so close that's what it sounds like when someone has an entity. And I'm like, what is going on here? So I've been doing these entity removal processes, not a lot. And only really, you know, for my besties and one-to-one clients and whatever. And anyway, so this is not just in my field. When we're in Egypt, somebody else close to me was told that they have an entity attached to them and had an entity removal, nothing to do with me. I hadn't mentioned it, nothing. And then somebody else said to me, you're still carrying an entity. And because I now hold this code to release entities, I did another entity removal on myself. And that was the day (laughs) It had already started to shift, but it had very, it very much shifted then. So, yeah, it's almost like rejection is an entity. <laughs> I don't know if I'm making sense, but this pro- this probably needs a bit more explaining. But basically, it's a freaking trip, and it's really powerful. Okay, so oh, this is a big one. One thing I learned this year is that I can fully and completely love myself at all sizes, which is very rare for humans. And this is my greatest mission on earth, shifting negativity and criticism to personal power, insane amounts of pleasure, and eventually purpose in myself and in everyone I interact with. So for years and years and years, I've been on this path. 
I've been, let's put inverted commas around this plus size for many years. I made a living out of it, 15 years as a plus size model, making money out of the fact that I can basically gain weight and spread it out across my whole body to all the places that people usually enhance. And since then, I've ebbed and flowed and I've been through all different stages of life where you know, I was the smallest I've ever been and that felt really good. And then I got a bit bigger and that actually felt good. And then it was a bit scary. And then what's happening? And then, you know, up, down, up, down. And then last year um, in my relationship, I definitely gained weight. The most, the heaviest I'd ever been. And I knew that because I was working with a health coach and we were doing certain weigh-ins, whatever. So then basically more recently since not being in this rejection thing um i'm definitely coming back into like a more of my soul aligned body state which feels really good as well and what i've noticed is that my unconditional love for myself is unwavering which at one time was just a dream you know there's no way I would have loved myself and been there for myself and been compassionate with myself when I'd gained 10 kilograms before. Like, no. And how mad is this? Because when we gain, well, in my experience, when I gain weight, it is because things are challenging because I'm unable to process some stuck emotions. Or last year I was in a really stressful, triggering kind of like twin flame relationship that triggered all of my childhood wounds and I got to see them and heal them, which was great. And it was fucking intense. And, you know, hello, food, my old friend, um, my first comforter. And if you observe adults with children and, you know, even this weekend, I've seen many things like this on the train and you know the minute a child starts crying or like and they're like hey have a packet of sweets and the child's like oh okay sweets yay so instead of processing that emotion they eat sweets and then they feel good and they learn this pattern and I probably learned this pattern at some point not saying that's what my parents did I don't really know so basically Last year, I was the heaviest I've ever been and the most self-loving I've ever been. Because obviously now, really obvious to me now, I've got this code, when we're struggling in life, and for me, that means sometimes weight gain, we need more love, not less. Being mean, blaming ourselves, criticizing ourselves, slapping our thighs in the mirror, kind of any form of restriction or deprivation or like when we're really stressed trying to work out harder and stress our bodies more like this is clearly the opposite thing to what we need for our bodies at that time what our bodies need is love and peace and calmness and adoring and We need to be cocooned in love in those periods. Hashtag self-love. Yeah. So I wanted to mention that, that I just really see my growth in this department of unconditional love. And it feels really good. And it also feels really good now to be coming, dropping the weight and coming into my soul aligned body. And yeah, like ultimately it doesn't really matter as much to me what size or phase my body is in. Um, What matters is like how I relate to my body, which has been really, really good. So I want to remind you that if you're watching this and you're not in your soul aligned body right now, that you may be soon or you may not. And spending so much capacity trying to be something that you're not right now even though I'm not I'm not saying don't make some healthy choices I am like do the healthy choices um yeah but just 
know that it is possible to love yourself through it and loving yourself through it is takes less energy is much happier is much nicer and your body comes back into harmony quicker in my experience and if you want to check this out further check out body harmony it's 333 pounds at the moment it's usually a thousand wow i'm really plugging the courses today but there we go there's these courses for a reason. They're all tried and tested and they're freaking awesome. The last thing I want to say on that point is that body criticism, blame, hatred, slapping your thighs in the mirror, wishing they were thinner or thicker or whatever, hating yourself on pictures, hating the way you look, um, all of this is one side of the coin. That usually correlates to not very orgasmic, not necessarily holding great standards with men or with work or with money. It doesn't, it, I'm blanket statementing here, but all that body criticism is living in lack, like living in not enoughness. And the opposite side to the coin of that is loving yourself where you're at, liking yourself where you're at, freedom peace, harmony, being multi-orgasmic, making money, making waves, making businesses, having amazing relationships, like being in pleasure, being in ecstasy, living a pleasurable life. It's two sides of the same coin and you get to choose, but you don't get to choose both really at once. Yes, long-term, there might be parts, days where you criticize yourself and parts where you're really in pleasure. Um, But moment by moment, you can only really choose one at any one time. So which do you choose? And yeah, this is a big part of what I do, of course, huge part of what I do. It is what I do. It's what I am. Um, And yeah, like flip that coin. It's a lot, lot better. (laughs) Okay. So this brings me on to having some new gifts. So I have some new gifts, people. Um, One is that I can now channel light language, which came in when I was in Peru. If you don't know what light language is, it's freaking cool. You can type it into YouTube and see people doing it. So at one point in my ayahuasca expedition, (laughs) um, I shot up into the light realms, aka the alien galactic realms and when I was up there this kind of alien light being spaceship robot thing entered through the crown of my head and in ayahuasca if something's trying to do like something to you or with you you usually say are you of the light and you ask them three times and if they are of the light they will answer you at some point, you know, they will answer you straight away. Yes, I'm of the light. Yes, I'm of the light. Yes, I'm of the light. There's a, there's a, there's like a rule in the galactic world that things can't lie to you three times. So I was there going, Oh, you're of the light. And it was already entering me. And I was like, Fuck, really hope you're of the light. But anyway, trusting it was of the light. And as I, as this thing kind of like entered my field, entered my body, I could speak three new languages, <laughs> which you can't even write, but literally you can't write this stuff, but that's what happened. So yeah, I've been using this light language frequency to like heal people and shift things and bring my own manifestations in quicker and might do you a demo at some point, but it's fucking cool. And I absolutely love it. Um, so with light language, what I want to share is that if you've ever, I don't know, for me, like when I do a meditation, like if I was to speak a meditation that you could listen to, I would inverted commas channel it. So I'd be like, okay, I'm going to do a meditation. I just start talking. And sometimes things would come through that I've never done before. I've never heard before. I've never, you know, it's brand new. It's brand new to me as well. And sometimes I'm like, that was fucking awesome. Good job. I channeled that. So with light language, it's kind of similar to that. 
However, when I channel like a meditation and it comes out in English, it's almost like it's being filtered through my English language. Whereas this comes through in a lang- in these languages that I don't know, again, in inverted commas. And as it does, it has the same effect on people that those meditations would have in English or, you know, it will move them in some way. And as it comes through, I know what it is, but I it's not like a direct translation. And each person might receive something different from it, but they receive similarly to when I channel a meditation, but it's not coming through the English language. So that that hopefully explains a bit more what it's like. Um, in other news, another gift that came through from ayahuasca was um, around shifting the energy for good of people's houses. So I was when this came through, I was like, what? That doesn't really excite me, but thanks. I'm grateful. But, you know, is there anything else? And Ayahuasca was like, um, don't skim over this one. This is a very important piece. I was like, okay. Anyway, so I didn't think much of it. Don't think I even mentioned it when I talked about the Ayahuasca podcast. But since then, I have actually been really called to readjust the energy of people's houses. And really, I mean, if you know me, you know that I have been practicing Feng Shui for years and years and years. My One of my main mentors, Patricia, is a Feng Shui master, and she has a whole business around Feng Shui. And yeah, my whole house is feng shui and ultimately feng shui is about health and wealth and having your house in alignment for good. And so one simple thing you can do for feng shui is sit and meditate with the soul of your home. And so you can kind of, if you used to meditation, that might be just easy to do. If you kind of like, what the fuck's she on about? You can basically... Imagine your house is a person and you can have a conversation with them and see what they need. If they're happy, do they need anything from you? Does anything need to change? Um, You could ask them questions. uh, Where would be a good place to put this sofa? Um, Are these plants doing good in this corner? Is there a better place to put them? Should I change the color of the door? Whatever it is to realign the energy. So. Essentially, I've been working with, I'm not going to go into it, but some wacky stuff that has been shifting the way people's homes feel, which your home is, you know, that whole phrase about surround yourself with five people um, that you're inspired by and you'll rise, surround yourself with five people that you're not inspired by and you'll probably fall. Your home is is one of them. Like if your home's energy is off, your energy is going to be off. That's the top and bottom of it. So I freaking love Feng Shui. So that gift really taps into that. But the greatest gift, which I've already talked about, um, that I was given in ayahuasca, and I was like on the edge of my seat waiting to hear this gift. And she was like, you know what your greatest gift is, don't you? I was like, no. And she's like, no, 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 you do, you do. And I was like, okay, 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 ready for it, ready, I'm here, yeah, mm-hmm. tell me, tell me. And she's like, your greatest gift and your mission in life is how much you can love your body. And I was like, what? This is old news, Ayahuasca. I already know this. And she's like, exactly. This is your mission in earth and this is what you're here to do. This is it. And so basically removing the frequencies of hatred and disconnection and disease and whatever, and replacing it with pleasure, abundance, love, everything you've ever wanted and sexy as fuck, orgasmic as fuck and two sides of the same coin. So I've already talked about that. That's my big mission, which I know. And let's be honest, it always has been. So I'm really happy about that. Um, Okay. How are we doing? How are we doing? I think I think think we've got a few more points in us. Yes. Okay. So the next one is 
I've received some major humble pie codes when I was sick with COVID last year and had horrific paranoia, panic attacks for 10 days solid and more to fully recover. So grateful for my mental health now. I can support others in these times. I now know I had a dark entity attached to me from July to December. I can now remove these from people. And I did that first for myself. So already talked about this. Um, yeah, so I've really, really, really received some serious humble motherfucking pie when I was sick. And the way that I relate to my clients, the way that I relate to just anyone now is so different. Like it's a whole new level of compassion, a whole new level of understanding. And yeah, I just feel like it is enhanced the way I coach the way I do life, the way I am as a human, like it's made me so grateful for my mind health, for my brain health, for my body health. And, uh, you know, when I was sick like that, a lot of people were like, oh yeah, but you know, as soon as you're better, you just kind of forget to be grateful for your body. And I haven't, I really, really haven't. Like I'm so grateful so 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 grateful and like when anyone ever says what are you grateful for today one of the first things and the common things that I say is like for my mental health my brain health and for my consciousness and I think that's something that's really missed out a lot and yeah I want to inspire you to be grateful for that because honestly without that we are freaking toast it is a miserable 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 existence and I really do believe that that dark entity was trying to kill me and yeah I now actually think you know I'm supporting a few people at the minute who have depression or even medicating for things and even like in one of my recent calls someone shared that they've been having suicidal thoughts and at one time that would have scared the shit out of me And I would have thought, you know, this person needs to just go see the doctor and go see a psychotherapist and, you know, all this. And now I'm like, yeah, how many other people on this call have had suicidal thoughts or can relate to that? And you know what? Every single person on that call has had those thoughts. And yes, it's in various degrees. And I've been there. I was there last year. And now I'm like, why are they not teaching us at school and college that this is a normal part of being a human? There's nothing to be ashamed of. It's actually probably going to happen to everyone. I'm interested to hear if you're listening to this, if you've ever had these thoughts and if you've ever shamed yourself for them. Because ultimately, well, it seems to me in my circles and these groups and friends and, you know, uh, big, big circles of friends, it's very normal and it's, it's okay. And we can, we can deal with this and it's actually part of being a human. Um, so yeah, humble by pie codes and just the way that I hold people and especially through things like depression. Um, you know, previously I didn't have loads of experience with that and now I'm like no I I really get it I really was there with you and I know how that feels and this is what to fucking do um because yes we do choose our reality okay so the next one is just such a huge thank you to the most amazing friends all over the world I'm so lucky and so blessed to have such kind, generous friends and family. Like my family is so freaking amazing and generous and thoughtful and loving and supportive and anchoring. And yeah, I'm just really, really, really lucky to have all of that. I know I am. And I also know that that's a reflection of everything that I do and put out and how generous I am and how loving I am and how caring I am and how I really keep in touch with my friends and I nurture the relationships and I love them and I really like show them that and I make the effort and I'll put things on for them and 
yeah, they're so generous with me and I'm so generous with them. And it's an infinity loop that's growing and rising and it's possible for everyone. Okay, a couple more because it's getting late. I'm getting tired and I want to make sure this is punchy. Hopefully there's been some good nuggets in here already. Okay, next up, I'm learning to play the harp. (laughs) Could that be any more cosmic? And yeah, this year I put it on my vision board. I just really was inspired by this one particular woman on Instagram who is so beautiful and she sings light language to harp music. And it's so feminine and it's so glorious and it's so like heartwarming. And I was like, I want to do that. And, you know, I didn't even realize at the time it was light language, but now I do. And that one's come in and the harps come in and I'm having lessons and I'm loving it. And it just feels really freaking like it's a big turn on for me. Like it's very sexy, like playing the harp. And I can just imagine playing this gorgeous harp semi-naked to my gorgeous husband. So, yes, he can look forward to that. Um. Okay, I remove the frequency of disappointment from any aspect of my life and replace the expectation with celebration of what I have, which is so much. This is a major, major code. Okay, I'm dropping my own mic at this one. So I realized, which taps into this rejection thing, that basically I was kind of disappointed in a lot of things. So I was disappointed in men. I was disappointed in being single. I was disappointed in the fact that cleaners kept coming at the wrong time when me and Kim were on calls in Tulum. I was just kind of like noticing that I was disappointed. And so when we broke this down, disappointment comes from expectations. So my expectation was that the cleaner was going to come at 11 o'clock and be done by 12 for when Kim and I have calls. But instead, they kept coming at two, three when we're on our calls and then they'd be banging about. We'd have to go onto the door. They'd be ringing the bell, all this. And we're like, what the hell? Or like sometimes they'd only do half a job. And yeah, the expectation was that they'd come on time and they'd do the job and they'd be gone by the time we were working. Um. So we removed that and we began, we came back to what can we celebrate here? And so the celebration is that Kim and I get to live together at this point in Tulum in the most badass, badass, badass apartment with a pool on the roof, with our friends in walking distance, with cleaners that come every day and make our bed and tidy our pots and remove the incense from the incense tray. And, you know, what a freaking blessing that is. And for us to be disappointed was just not it. So we removed it. And so I would love you to pause this podcast right now, pull over your car, pop your dog on your knee, whatever you need to do, and just say to yourself, where am I disappointed in my life right now? Um, Write it down in your phone, on a piece of paper, on the back of your hand. Where am I disappointed? What's the expectation? And now what can I celebrate? Because when we're in celebration, guess what? We're in attraction. We're in manifestation. We're in happiness. We're in joy. We're in harmony. Um, So anywhere you can get out of disappointment into celebration, you are doing yourself a favor. That was a good one. I like that one. Okay, the next one's really fun. Okay, so I'm newly obsessed with the sacred plant wachuma. What a blessing to this world. So I want to talk a tiny bit about wachuma. Um, I met the plant wachuma, which I believe to be a female spirit, is a plant cactus in Peru. And as part of our releasing into abundance retreat with Regan and Wampa back in, I think, April, we did two Wachuma ceremonies or Wachumita, as they call it, Wachumita. And oh my God, even saying that word makes me so happy. So beautiful plan. If you want to hear more about the ceremony, pop to the Peru episode. And since then, I've been microdosing with Wachuma, not every day, but certain days. And yeah, again, 
all plant medicine, all of this, you need to get from a reputable source. It needs to be in a, a place where it's legal. Um, it need, You need to know what you're doing with it. This is not just like fucking go and take this and see what happens. Um, but I want to say that with tumor, for me anyway, and for a lot of the people that I know that work with this plant this sacred 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 plant it's cacao is over here on the left which cacao i've been working with the plant cacao for years and years and years probably 10 years beautiful plant heart opener very much you know very gentle it's chocolate it's earthy it's mother nature it's opening into love and seeing what's preventing you from love it's very gentle and it gives you like a bit of a buzz and it's lovely on on the other side of that for me is magic mushrooms or psilocybin which is again one of my favorite plant teachers absolutely in a deep beautiful relationship with psilocybin um psilocybin can be really intense and if you've ever taken that you may have experienced that um it can be really deep it can be deep deep healing it can be meeting your ancestors it can be shadow work it can be crying for hours on end it's all beautiful but it can be dark and painful as well as psychedelic and beautiful and fun and orgasmic and you know, a lot of the times when I sit with psilocybin, it is just all love and light, but it can be all the other things too. And then wachuma for me sits bang in the middle. And this is why I feel like it's such a magnificent plant. Um, and again, this is just based on my experience. Others may have had other experience. Wachumita is like all of the love and heart opening of cacao, but more so, more of that, but not as far as mushrooms and not as not as shadowy and not as painful. It's all of the good in the middle. <laughs> so um yeah, I love Wachuma. I honestly believe this plant is leading me deeper and deeper on such an abundant path. Um I'm I'm super blessed to be in relationship with these sacred sacred plants, um yeah. So I definitely wanted to talk about that, and I'm going to pick one more of my list because, and then I'm going to wrap it up. Okay, I'm going to go with this one to finish us on the finisher. Okay, so this year, well, first quarter maybe not so much. <laughs> Second quarter, I have been working with a mantra and you're very welcome to adopt this mantra. I've mentioned it a few times on social media. Whenever I mention this, it can be kind of triggering for people or it can be really inspiring for people. Um, the mantra, very simple, is I get everything I want. I get everything I want. And honestly, for me, to have stepped up into this mantra. I could have said this a couple of years ago and in a lot of areas of my life, it was very true. In business, in um, in money, in location, in friendships, in, you know, all, all these different areas. I, it felt very true. Like I just get what I want. I manifest what I want. And there's one particular area, ooh, you might be able to guess it, <laughs> that there was some work to do. There was some work to do, which is in the, in the area of re relationship. And yeah, I honestly, truly feel like I've done that work and it's worked and I feel the shift and yeah like I now really feel like I can say I get what I want and really mean it and own it and feel it in that department too and I realized that a big part of me not getting what I want is because I was sabotaging it I was sabotaging the flying fuck out of me having everything I want and 
you know, partly this is because, well, yeah, partly this is because I was like, even if I get what I want, you know, what if they die? And that's what happened with my dad. Even if I get what I want, what if they leave me? And that's what happened with my dad. What if I get what I want and I fall so deeply in or rise so deeply in love with this person and it's everything I've ever wanted and more and, you know, I've had to really grow to step into the amount of love that I can open to and that doesn't work out. And these are all like really, really common beliefs, but I was sabotaging all everything because of them. So yeah, just getting to see them and getting to break them and getting to love them and be with them and know that it's very natural and normal and also training my nervous system. So basically what I do is when I feel these things coming up, which could be for me at the point of orgasm, or it could be, you know, if I'm having a conversation with someone that I like and I can feel myself getting janky, which is something I used to do, instead of just janking out and being like, fuck, what am I doing? I'm wrecking everything. I would just actually be honest and be like, this is what's happening for me right now. I'm sabotaging myself. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and just that like level of authenticity with myself, with others has been so huge and really, really helped me to, to heal these parts of myself that still wanted to sabotage my own happiness and my own future and my own vision. And so, yeah, what I do is when I feel these things coming up, I will just literally be like, I know it's really comfortable over here. And I think you're really going to love it where we're going. I think you're going to love it so much. Come on, trust me. Come with me. This is a new way. I know you're scared. I know it's painful. I know you want to shut down right now, but let's try something different. And honestly, my nervous system is just like grown to expand into this new way of being. And I'm seeing how I used to be and how I am now. And it's, yeah, it's, I'm so blessed. So self-love has taken me on this path. It's been a long and winding journey, but yeah, it's great. It's great over here. And I feel the most abundant I've ever, ever, ever felt from within. And so what that feels like is it feels like overflowing with love codes, like so much capacity to fuel others from my overflow. I've got so much capacity to look after myself so well. I feel like the most energized, the most energetic, the most aligned version of myself right now and that I've got so much to give and so much, I'm receiving so much and that's manifesting on the outside world as, oh my God, so much abundance. Just coming back from Egypt to a house full of parcel, like amazing parcels from random people, half of them I don't even know, from beautiful, natural, organic brands that have gifted me things, from my mum filling my fridge full of God, all my favourite foods and drinks and just like packed, abundant fruit coming out my fruit bowl, to flowers from all different people in my house when I return, to a harp, which is literally behind me, to like the next week I had all my uh, coaching academy ladies and 12-step ladies and other friends all at my house and they all brought gifts and I brought the most amazing food and it was this abundant loop and it was just my house was full of these gorgeous, generous people and just one thing to the next, like how much can I let it be? And it feels like I can let it be so much. And I don't have any want at this point to sabotage it. Um, Yeah. So I'm just seeing like how much good that I'm holding and it feels really good. And it's been for a really long time now. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there that I want that for you. 
I want that for you. Okay, so I've no idea how many points this has been, but I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've got some nuggets from it. Um, It's kind of like a little update of my life. There's some other really interesting things that I'm not going to go into on this podcast. Um, Yeah, and I love you so much. Let me know what landed, what triggered, what felt good, what felt helpful, let me know, let me know, let me know. And if there's any particular guests that you love to listen to and you would love me to interview, let me know. And if there's any topics, let me know. I absolutely just, I work so well. If someone gives me a question or, you know, asks about a topic, I'm like, yeah, I'd love to do a podcast on that. I love that. So thank you so much for listening. I am out. Woohoo! If you've loved this podcast, if you have taken anything away, then do everybody a favor and please share it. Leave a five-star review. This will help us to get noticed, to get seen and for more of the right people to hear it. 